to the Dr. Christian Hyam podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. So great to have you here again. I'm Caroline Hyam, and this is the penultimate podcast, podcast 10 in a series of 11 podcasts entitled Overcome Negative Thoughts, Overcome Useless Thoughts. This series is for everyone wanting to improve their thought life to make their mind a much, much, much better place. So today's podcast is using the attitude of gratitude. Please join us for Late Night Lies, our live stream pod show on YouTube, exploring the lies of our society. Subscribe, spread the word and recommend these to others, the more the merrier. And at all times, aim to keep your thoughts useful and to share your affection with others. Here's Dr. Hyam. Hello everybody. Well, as promised, after the technical intricacies of neuroplasticity, we're up to a more relaxing method. Our second last podcast, here we are going to be using the attitude of gratitude. Welcome to a great relaxing way to overcome useless thoughts, using the attitude of gratitude. Now, there are many scientific studies which validate the effectiveness of more gratitude in our lives. This method is easy, pleasant, and rewarding. Gratitude leads to wonderfully infectious improvement in all of your life, not just changing your thoughts. It works by releasing feel-good chemicals in your limbic system, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and beta endorphins, and these encourage useful and pleasant thoughts in your frontal lobe. So, elsewhere I look at gratitude much more thoroughly, but here I will use it to overcome useless thoughts. So let's just chill a little bit while we release some feel-good brain chemicals. The scientific evidence is that gratitude improves your mental health, your emotional well-being, and your physical health as well. And these benefits are mediated through the release of feel-good brain chemicals. Here are the four. Dopamine. Now, dopamine mediates pleasure in your brain. Any indulgent pleasure and any wholesome pleasure, all the pleasures of seeing a friend, patting a dog, eating chocolate or getting a hug, any pleasure that you feel in this world is mediated primarily by dopamine. Next feel-good brain chemical is oxytocin. This mediates the feeling of love and trust. From a warm kiss, a handshake, a trusted friend, a lover's embrace, mother's love in birthing sweets, it's all mediated by oxytocin. Serotonin. This mediates the calm contentment of being at home, enjoying a good conversation, having a day in the, in the sun, and of course, getting a hug. And our last brain chemical is beta endorphin. Now, beta endorphin, as well as decreasing pain, because a lot of people know that beta endorphins is a result of a runner's high, but it also mediates the belonging and togetherness we feel when laughing with people, crying with people, singing together, dancing together, and having a group hug. What has all this to do with gratitude. Now, the attitude of gratitude, that emotion of feeling grateful, is experienced in your limbic system due to a certain combination of these four brain chemicals and others. Researchers have shown that the medial prefrontal cortex, now that's in the frontal lobe, and the anterior cingulate gyrus, one of my favorite brain areas, uh, which involves empathy in the limbic system, they're active when you're practicing gratitude. 
Here's the thing. The prefrontal cortex plans and focuses your attention and your anterior cingulate gyrus is involved in the empathy and emotions to do with gratitude. So here is a brain-derived definition for gratitude. Gratitude is planned, focused attention to evoke empathy towards others and feeling great. What does this have to do with my useless thoughts, I hear you say? All right. Well, gratitude does more than just generate useful thoughts and crowd out your useless thoughts. It will do that, but it actually puts your useless thoughts into a higher and a more useful life perspective so that life actually feels better and so you actually think better. What we're going to do is a thought experiment to evoke the four brain chemicals and then we will apply all of this to overcoming useless thoughts. For the next three minutes of this thought experiment, it would be good if you're able to close your eyes. However, if you're driving or doing something at the moment, just listen and see if you can do this thought experiment while being safe and doing what you're still doing. Here's the thought experiment. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine that you are meeting somebody for whom you are grateful. A friend, a parent, a child, teacher, mentor, a coach, or even an historical figure, somebody who has made a significant impact on you. See them walk closer and picture them in detail, their eyes, their face, their hairstyle, their mouth, their clothes. Notice your feelings of gratitude and pleasure as you meet them. Greet them. Greet them with a warm handshake, a gentle hug, an embrace, whatever is appropriate. Feel their hands in yours or the warmth of them being close. Feel the temperature of their skin, the softness of their palms, the hardness of their finger bones. Notice your feelings of trust, affection, and gratitude. Talk. Imagine talking with them. Exchange niceties and, how are you? Then, take time to thank them for what they have done. Thank you for helping me out when I needed it. For being there when I needed a friend. For inspiring me when I was feeling lost for giving me time, energy, and strength, for saving my life, for encouraging me when no one else believed in me, for loving me and putting up with me for so long, for feeding me, clothing me, disciplining me, and rearing me as a child. So as you talk, listen to the sound of their voice, tone, pitch, volume, melody, feel gratitude for being content in their presence and familiar with them. Now, laugh with them. The conversation becomes light and fun. You share a laugh, some silly joke, or because the pleasure of being together just bursts through. Sense a comfortable common bond between you. You are in tune. You feel a bond between you. It's time to part ways. In your mind, say goodbye, shake their hand, hug or embrace, and watch them walk away. Feel a mixture of gratitude and a little sadness. Okay, so... You can open your eyes. This was a thought experiment. Meet a person, greet the person, talk to the person, laugh with the person, and then say goodbye to the person. And here's kind of what happened in the thought experiment. When you close your eyes, you quieten down your brain. And you concentrate on words that I was saying to create images. Meeting a person released dopamine pleasure. 
Greeting released oxytocin and trust. Speaking, talking released serotonin contentment. Laughter released beta endorphin togetherness. And then parting held a mixture of gratitude and sadness. Gratitude is a blend of these chemicals and others going on in your brain. It's as though your frontal lobe and your limbic system are having a conversation. Frontal lobe says, hey, limbo, listen up. Yeah, what? I'm going to focus on a helpful person for whom we are grateful. Yeah, okay, whatever you want. We're going to meet them, greet them, talk to them and laugh with them, okay? Yeah, okay. And then the frontal lobe, of course, concentrates on the thought experiment and the limbic system feels the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin and the beta endorphins. And then the limbic system says, hey, that feels good. Yeah, you know, Limbo, I think life's looking a lot better. Yeah, it feels great too. Here's the point of the thought experiment. Your frontal lobe thinks better thoughts. Your limbic system feels better feelings, and that helps your frontal lobe think even better thoughts. This is a positive feedback loop. And science shows that simply focusing on gratitude produces brain changes. So that's neuroplasticity, just like last podcast. And we're also using the knack. We're noticing to be aware so that we can choose to concentrate on somebody for whom we are grateful. All right, this is all sounding really nice and easy, but there are some obstacles we've got to overcome to become grateful. We have to overcome high expectations, selfishness, suspicion, distrust, materialism, the treadmill of busyness in our lives, and envy with unhealthy comparisons. So to overcome these, it helps to keep humility, have faith in human nature, take time out from busyness, and to choose to be grateful rather than envious when we compare ourselves with other people. One last obstacle to overcome, screen technologies. With extreme technology use, your anterior cingulate gyrus, the part of you that feels the feelings and is empathic with other people, it actually shrinks. We have done this experiment. That means that you experience less empathy and less gratitude and more useless thoughts the more you use screen technologies. I know I'm down on screen technologies, but if we keep perspective, it'll be okay. Meet with people and friends face-to-face whenever you can. Whenever you're out about, try to ditch the earphones, okay? Uh, Smile at strangers, make eye contact, talk, limit your daily screen use, have a technology-free day every week or so, and spend at least two hours weekly immersed in nature. There's evidence behind that. So that's all the theory that you need for this section to apply gratitude to overcome useless thoughts. That there is plenty of science showing that gratitude is good for our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional well-being. And that gratitude works in the brain by getting the frontal lobe to focus our thoughts so that our limbic system can feel the effects of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and beta endorphins and that it's a positive feedback loop 
which makes this an ideal way to overcome useless thoughts. To use the attitude of gratitude to overcome useless thoughts, I've created a psychological tool. It's based on evidence and it's nothing more than eight small reminders to help you practice gratitude on a day-to-day -day basis. And yes, I use this on a day-to-day -day basis whenever I remember to. We use the knack. We notice to be aware to choose to concentrate on a particular person or anything in life for which we can be grateful. And this gratitude tool encourages you to use the knack to choose to concentrate on things for which you can be grateful throughout the whole day. And if you can do that, it does crowd out your useless thoughts and it does put your useless thoughts into a higher, more useful life perspective so that it feels better to be you and life feels better. It's a positive feedback loop. So let's get into the gratitude tool. This is the gratitude tool, right? Thanks, morning and night. T-H-A-N-K-S, morning and night. Let's go through it. T, think about what life means to you. H, help somebody out. A, Appreciate the people close to you. N. Notice beauty. K. Keep a gratitude journal to keep perspective. S. Say thank you often. Morning. Say thanks for a new day given. And night. Say thanks for another day experienced. Okay, I can hear it already. There are some people saying, oh, it's just a silly acronym. Just a few letters. What's that supposed to do? Please, please, please don't be deceived by how simple this tool is. It has helped many people that I have worked with, and there's a lot of science behind this tool and a lot of thoughts gone into it to make it really easy and usable. You see, the problem with a lot of scientific knowledge is that we have to have it at our fingertips so that it actually works for us. And an acronym like Thanks Morning and Night does exactly that. All that you need to do is to remember this acronym, thanks, morning and night, and you will have the knack, notice, be aware, choose to concentrate on gratitude, working for you automatically, all right? But just like anything else that uses neuroplasticity, you need to learn this and you'll need to practice it over and over and over for it to be of lasting benefit. Learning is not enough. It takes the practice and the effort. Give thanks morning and night a go to experience the benefits. There will be no side effects and no wasted effort. Other people will even notice a good change in you. Now, when I say give it a go, that means you've kind of got to put in the effort to do it on a daily basis for about three weeks. After that, it will start becoming a habit. But it does take that initial effort to get over the, oh, gee, I got to remember to do that kind of hump. All right really difficult but you can do it and it's worth it okay that's my spiel let's go through it point by point t think about what life means to you what if life was taken away from you all of a sudden as in as is happening to a lot of people around the world during this covid age just being alive already makes you grateful if you notice it if you're aware of it and if you choose to concentrate on life now 
this thought will actually hit your useless thoughts on the head straight away if at any time of the day you simply think about how precious life itself is. You are alive. Here and now, at this very moment, give it a moment's thought. Feel a smile come over your face. Stop the podcast for a minute and just reflect on it right now. You, whoever you are, you are alive. Click. Click. Welcome back. I hope you actually did this because if you're able to think about what it means to be alive, you will experience more gratitude. You see, we dodge death every day by a few feet or a few seconds. This is true of anybody who just crosses a busy city street. We take life for granted. All right, when I first worked in a hospital, I was in a tertiary referral hospital. That means that um, it actually took cases from smaller hospitals and it served about a million people. I was appalled to see the hard, high number of accidents and diseases that afflict ordinary people every day. Cancer, rare infections, surgery complications, heart attacks, strokes, birth defects, motor vehicle accidents, workplace accidents. All right. So if a disease was a one in a million chance, because this hospital serviced a million people, I would get to see it. Normally, the numbers game works for us. Be grateful when it does because life is precious. And I've got to tell you a strange story. I'm going to call this guy Tommy. He was in this hospital and I was working as part of a infectious diseases team. I was a junior doctor. He survived meningococcal disease, an infection that cuts young people down in their prime. He was lucky to be alive and he knew it. For a few days, his whole body shut down. He lost circulation to his feet, and so one by one, his toes shriveled up and died. I got to know him over the weeks that he was in hospital because I saw him every day. The day came that he was well. We said, you can go home. You have survived this. And as he left the hospital, he was so happy to be alive that he took my hand and gave me a vigorous handshake. And just at that time the rest of one of his thumbs just fell off. And he actually said, with a grin, oh well, it was going to fall off anyway, but hey, I'm alive and the sun's shining, what a bonus. Okay, that's an important story to me because I encountered somebody who was very grateful to be alive. So if you can take the time to think about what life means to you, you will become more grateful and you'll have less useless thoughts. Number two, H, help someone out. It feels good to help somebody else out and it adds to your useless thoughts. If you have no other way of helping somebody else, give away some money because we have a study that shows that people who have some extra cash and then give it away feel better than people who put it in their pocket. Now, there are many different ways to help somebody out. Open a door, pick up dropped items, give directions, share information, give a bit of your time, just chat, whatever. Be on the lookout to do helpful things somewhere along your day. And it begins an interesting thought chain in your mind. It, with the, just the idea of helping means that you become more selfless. When you notice somebody who is in need, you become more grateful for yourself. When you help somebody out, 
you actually get what's called a helper's high. It actually feels good to help other people out. And some people, particularly, I don't know, psychiatrists or health professionals, they can get hooked on this. Then somebody might actually say thank you. And that actually feels humbling. And when you share a smile with somebody, it raises your oxytocin and their oxytocin. And then you get on with life more grateful for life. It gives you perspective. You ponder somebody else's life. It's its own reward. You feel connected with somebody. You feel more gratitude and you are full of more gratitude thoughts. It's worth experiencing. Every now and again, somebody will ask you, well, how can I pay you back? Say to them, you don't have to pay me back. Pay it forward. Find somebody else to help. Okay. The idea of paying it forward is this. When I was a young student, somebody helped me out financially and I couldn't pay them back. But years later, I met a struggling student and I helped them out financially. Perhaps in the future, they'll find a struggling student to help out. This is paying it forward. But it doesn't have to be all in the same area. Somebody can give money, somebody can give time, somebody can pass on expertise, uh, somebody can give away a possession and so forth. You end up with a cascade of gratitude and helping people out. The film Pay It Forward from 2000 is all about this. So that's the H, help somebody out. Let's go to the A. Appreciate people close to you. Who was the person for whom you were grateful in the thought experiment that we did? Have you ever written them a note or a text or sent an email to let them know how much you appreciate them? You can still do this. Or if they've passed away, you can tell one of their relatives. Show appreciation simply by telling somebody that you appreciate them. Do this with people close to you. Then you get to see their reactions, hear their responses, and share some feel-good oxytocin. Every day, you can experience somebody, a delivery person, somebody who serves you, a passerby, just give them a friendly look. You can always tell your long-term love partner that you appreciate them, or your parent or a friend. They really won't mind if you tell them. It will generate useful thoughts in yourself and in them. Take any opportunity to appreciate people. People with silent, unnoticed or humble jobs really need to hear appreciation from time to time. Just imagine if you had an argument with a friend, a parent, a child or the person who's the love of your life. And the next day you go back to them and you say, you know, I've been thinking about that argument we had. And just to put it in context... You're really important to me. You have made me a better person. And I got to tell you, I really appreciate you being in my life. Thank you for being you. What are they going to feel? They are going to forget about the argument and get on with life feeling absolutely amazing. And here's the thing. So will you. All right, let's get on. The N in thanks is for notice beauty. Apparently, Einstein said... There are only two ways of looking at life. One, as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. You get to choose. One gets to lead to gratitude and the other gets to lead to grumpiness. Scientifically, we have no idea why nature is so beautiful and yet we can be grateful for them. Graceful and cheeky birds, majestic trees, 
dew on a spider's web, a glorious cloudless day, astonishing mountains, beautiful butterflies, flowers, tropical fish, and billions of human beings, all with their unique thoughts and beauty. Why is nature so beautiful? Uh, okay, so science says that um, it's for attracting mates and it's for survival. Uh, but you and I know that that does not go to answer that question. Why are things so beautiful? One of the reasons is that we're not only scientists, we are all each artists. And it's the artist in each of us that gets to appreciate beauty and to be thankful for it. Beauty has a profound effect on us. Art will transform it. How does looking at an artwork transform into feelings of pity or exaltation in us? How do the symphonies of Beethoven, Tchaikovsky or Brahms move us to tears? Why do poems touch us so much? Why do Shakespeare's plays or anybody else's plays for that matter inspire us so much? Why do novels move us so deeply? And then there are all the emotions that are stirred up by movies, cartoons, hit songs, video artworks, anything out there. Nature and art move us into many, many variety of emotional states that we can't even explain. Modern and postmodern artists explain, uh, explore even more emotional states. It's a miracle. We can't describe it. We don't understand it. But in engaging in art and nature generates useful thoughts of beauty for which we can be grateful. So, if we're able to view life as a miracle, we bring back thoughts of innocence, wonder, curiosity, and awe. And noticing everyday miracles moves us into thoughts of gratitude, children's smiles, sunsets, gentle rain, and so much more. When we notice them, we can be aware of them and we can, can, we can choose to concentrate on how beautiful nature is. So are you still with me in all of this? I know there may be a few people who think, oh, this is all sappy sort of stuff, but there will be a few more people that sort of think, you know what? This just feels good. So let's get on to the K. K is keep a gratitude journal to keep perspective. We have scientific evidence that shows that writing gratitude lists and pondering things to be grateful for reinforces gratitude, it increases well-being, and it's even good for lowering your blood pressure, man. So whenever you're overwhelmed by useless thoughts, just reread your gratitude journal because you've kept it for a while. And I can't tell you how powerful it is to look at your own handwriting or to look at a computer file that you know that you put together. And when, you, when you're in a grumpy mood and you see how grateful you are about the good things in life, you start to feel better. So start writing it down. Work with your thoughts. Write it down. Being grateful for loving parents, a love partner, freedom, sunrise, beaches, dogs, fresh water, whatever you're grateful for. Just add one thing daily for a year and you'll have an enormous list of things for which to be grateful. Now, the thing is that you can take this out to help you keep perspective on days when you're feeling down. This is how you keep perspective. How many people didn't grow up with loving parents? How many people live in countries that don't value freedom? How many people haven't experienced the exhilaration of a beach or the mountains? Far too many. Keeping perspective keeps your thoughts useful. I used to complain that my shoes weren't stylish 
until I met a child with no feet. How big would your problems look in a poverty-stricken country? Don't sweat the small stuff. Keep perspective to keep useful thoughts flowing. We're up to the S. The S is really easy. Say thank you. Saying thank you lifts your mood and it lifts the mood of anybody you say it to. It increases dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, beta endorphins. It's a powerful act of gratitude and it generates useful thoughts. And we need to ask ourselves, why don't we say these little things more? Because the science tells us it makes all of us feel better. Particularly if you package it with a smile, eye contact, and sometimes a little touch on the shoulder for added benefit, if it's appropriate, of course. Now that was the thanks, T-H-A-N-K-S. Now we go to morning and night. Mornings are an important time. When you wake up, you've been given another day and you can say thank you. I became particularly grateful for this when I worked as a junior doctor in cardiology, so heart medicine, because I met people with serious heart conditions and that could mean sudden death for a lot of people. And here's the thing, the early hours of the morning when you're asleep between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. is often the time when a heart stops beating, particularly in rare conditions. So a lot of people with rare heart conditions say thank you every time they wake up. They may not tell other people that they do this, but having worked with enough people with heart diseases, I found out that they do this. They are grateful just for another day. So when you wake up, you can say thank you for another day because it's never guaranteed. If you set aside a few minutes every morning to choose to concentrate on things for which you can be grateful, this sets the tone for a busy day of useful thoughts. All right, let's talk about busyness. Alarm bell rings, up you go, 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 go go to the toilet, have a shower, get ready for the day, get clothes on, scrunch down some um, uh, some coffee, some biscuits, whatever. All right, now I know that a COVID world does not have as many busy lives as it used to be, but life still feels like that. If one thing COVID has taught us, it's that there are other priorities in life. Let go of busyness, because from school children to world leaders, we're each given the same 24 hours every day. There is no world leader that gets given more time than the most insignificant person on this earth, as though there is anybody insignificant. So for your life, if you can start with 15 seconds while you're in the shower or with your first sip of coffee and be gratitude, uh, gratitude be gracious for a morning given to you, your whole day will be filled with useful thoughts. Those few seconds every morning spent in gratitude can begin a cascade of useful thoughts. What are you being grateful for? Here are some ideas. Life. Another day. Success or, or fails, enjoy it or not, it's yours. Be grateful for who you are. Capable, healthy, loving and loved as long as these are true of you. Be grateful for people. A love partner who puts up with you, family, friends, parents, colleagues, acquaintances, people are precious. Here's a challenging one. Be grateful for growing old and feeling pain because it's better than dying young and feeling nothing. 
Be grateful for a medical industry that can find cures and vaccines. Be grateful for firefighters, police and ambulance officers. Be grateful for a dull job because it's better than no job. Be grateful for friends who keep in touch. For love, it is better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all. Even be grateful for relationship challenges because usually having a relationship is better than not. Imagine waking up and saying to your love partner, hey, I just woke up realizing how wonderful you are and how important you are to me. <laughs> See if that improves your day. All right, night gratitude. Let's go back to those people with rare heart conditions. They also say thanks every night, just in case. It may be their last. So just before you sleep, take just 15 seconds to be thankful for the day that you had, whatever you experienced, particularly if you had a lousy day. So studies suggest that grateful people sleep better because they have less worrying thoughts just before drifting off. If you're not sleeping well, the first thing to do is to get grateful just before you go to sleep because worrying thoughts are useless thoughts and they keep sleep away. Grateful thoughts are useful thoughts and they induce sleep. Clear your head, practice night gratitude, sleep better so you can start the next day with a head full of useful thoughts. If your day's been good, you can say thanks for things going right, thanks that I contributed, thanks that good came my way when there were other possible outcomes, thank you for the people who contributed to my day. But if you've had a really lousy day, be grateful for little uplifting things you saw. A warm beam of sunlight, a flurry of snow. Be grateful for opportunities to grow through challenges. Yeah, we all like that one, right? It's, it's a cliche. But adversity does build character and kites do rise highest against the wind. Be grateful for life. You may have struck out today, but the records will show that you played the game. You gave it a shot. A lot of people don't get that far. And tomorrow... You get to try again. Now, this is difficult stuff, and I am not advocating thinking positively to get rid of the negative. I am advocating noticing to be aware of your thoughts so that you can concentrate on being grateful. This is difficult, but it's neuroplasticity. And the last question that I've got to answer is, to whom are you being thankful? Well, you get to choose that. You may be thankful for life itself, to random chance, your parents, a divine being, a spiritual awareness. Just before wheelchair-bound cosmologist and professor Stephen Hawkins died. Now, Stephen Hawkins was an atheist, okay? But this is what he said. We have this one life to appreciate the grand design of this universe. And for that, I am extremely grateful. So using this tool will involve effort. Put in the effort for about three weeks. I actually want to say three months, but that may scare a few of you off. And by that time, you'll experience the benefits of gratitude, the useful thoughts, and thanks morning and night may become a habit for you. All right, so let me put all of this podcast into a little nutshell for you. Gratitude involves focusing your frontal lobe thoughts to experience good feelings in your limbic system. And it's a positive feedback loop. And that's great because the good feelings that you feel are mediated by dopamine pleasure, 
oxytocin love and trust, serotonin calm and comfort, and beta endorphin belonging and togetherness. And one ride through the gratitude tool, thanks, morning and night. Think about how precious life is. Help somebody out. Appreciate the people close to you. Notice beauty. Keep a gratitude journal to keep perspective. Say thank you often. Mornings, say thank you for a new day given. And night, say thank you for another day experienced. Hope this is helpful. I will see you in the very last podcast next. Enjoy yourselves. That was podcast 10, the second last in the series, Overcome Negative Thoughts, Overcome Useless Thoughts, Using the Attitude of Gratitude. Central to this was the science behind the use of gratitude to increase our well-being and the gratitude tool. Thanks, T-H-A-N-K-S, morning and night. Think about how precious life is. Help someone else out. Appreciate the people close to you. Notice beauty. Keep a gratitude journal to keep perspective. Say thank you often. Morning, say thank you for a new day given. Night, say thank you for another day spent. Remember, if you like these podcasts, please subscribe, spread the word and recommend them to others. And come and ask us questions on Late Night Lies. This has been Dr. Caroline and Dr. Christian Heim. We have the finishing post in our sites. Next week will be the final podcast in the series. See you then.